0: Hello, fans of the beautiful game. Welcome to episode 21 of the DKB Footy Show. I am your host, David Ballat, and I'm glad to be back again to discuss the latest events that took place over the week. Had a lot of football action over the past week, had the usual league fixtures, and we also had the Champions League, and none of them disappointed as usual. And let's not waste any time. Let's start off with the Champions League recap. And I think the most fitting match to start off with was PSG two, Liverpool one. PSG had a must win game against Liverpool and they did not disappoint. They absolutely outplayed Liverpool in this match from start to finish. They got goals courtesy of Juan Bernard and Neymar, who made it two 0 like um quite at the midway point of the of the first half. And then, towards the ending of the first half, they gave away a penalty and held Di Maria with a moment of madness. Slid and tackled Mane at the edge of the box. And it was an easy decision penalty, which Milner dispatched with quite easily. I don't think that guy ever misses penalties. It's crazy. But yeah, they got the goal and they really didn't deserve it, to be honest. They didn't deserve to be back in the game. And the second half... It was really more of the same. Liverpool did create a few chances, or maybe did create like a few, a few opportunities where they had, uh, like a good chance to get into the box, maybe square a ball. But Thiago Silva and Marquinhos just dealt with every attack that they brought, and PSG should have actually scored more than the two goals that they had, and they got a very well deserved win, and it was a must win for them, because if they had not won this match, I think it would have been curtains for them in the Champions League, honestly. But now after having won this match, they now have eight points and the pressure is now on Liverpool because with this loss, they have to absolutely beat Napoli and they have to beat them by head to head as well. So they have to beat them and Napoli cannot score any away goals or they have to beat Napoli by more than one goal. It's not, it's going to be tough. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I think they'll they'll make it, though. I think they'll get through with it because they've played well enough to qualify. The team I really feel bad for is Napoli, to be honest. They got the win, though. They beat Restable grade three goals to one, and they are at the top of the group with nine points. But the problem is that if Liverpool at Anfield, and we know how the atmosphere at Anfield always is, if Liverpool manages to beat them by more than one goal, then, yeah, they're out. So, I feel bad for them because, honestly, I think they've been the best performing team in this whole group. They should have beaten PSG both home and away. And I don't know why they did not beat Red Star um, away from home. But they did beat them very easily this time around, beating them three goals to one. And it's going to be all to play for in that final match because... Liverpool is going to be highly up for it. The Anfield crowd is going to be up for it. But we all know Ancelotti is Mr. Champions League. It's not a coincidence that he has won as many league titles as he has won Champions Leagues. The guy is a legend and this is just what he lives for. And judging from the past performances from Napoli, I don't see any reason why they cannot go to Anfield to Anfield, and get a result. I think it's very possible Liverpool will be up for this and PSG now looks set to actually top the group a group in which they there was a big chance that they wouldn't even qualify from just this one win against Liverpool has put them in the driving seats because even though they play away against Red Star we expect them to win but we'll see because Red Star has not actually lost at home in the Champions League funny enough because they beat Liverpool and they drew against Napoli so, if PSG fail to win and if PSG failed to win and Napoli actually, yes, if PSG failed to win and Liverpool beat Napoli, then it will be most likely be Liverpool going through unless PSG draws. If PSG draw, then they have the head to head, they're ahead of Liverpool according to head to head. So, Liverpool will still be knocked out. Actually, I don't even know. This group is really complicated. I have to like sit down and actually do the whole mathematics behind this because I know that there's a chance that if Liverpool beats Napoli, that means, and by more than one goal, that means Liverpool will have the head-to-head over Napoli. But PSG has head-to-head over Liverpool... And Napoli have a head-to-head advantage over PSG, so all three of them have a head-to-head advantage over one another. So the, yeah, this group is is tough to call still, but it's going to be interesting. I still think PSG will probably top it because they have managed to beat Liverpool, and I think they will beat Red Star. But well, we'll see. We'll see. This is still this group is still wide open, but Liverpool are definitely on the brink. So. Next group, um, Real Roma losing two goals to nil at home against Real Madrid. Madrid bounced back after that mid that um, league loss over the weekend to Aiba where they lost 3-0 and they played absolute shit where they deserved to even lose more than 3-0. They bounced back with the win. But don't be fooled by the results. Roma actually played very well, especially in the first half. Roma had more than enough chances to have actually taken the lead. They failed to take their chances. I remember Chengiz Unda had a very good chance. It was like basically an open net. And this guy just blasted the ball over the bar. And disappointing, man, because he missed that chance. They missed another excellent chance. I think that was the chance they missed, like right at the stroke of halftime. And then right after halftime, once the second half started, they had an absolutely shambolic period of defending where the goalkeeper cleared the ball very poor clearance and then the defender decided to just head the ball to Gareth Bale who was open and able to take his time and slot it down the left corner he got the goal very well taken and Real Madrid got a 1-0 lead that they did not deserve but after it became 1-0 it was all Real Madrid from there they continued to create more and more chances um Roma did create a few chances, but nothing compared to what they did in the first half. In the first half, Couture had to make a lot of saves. In the second half, I don't really remember Couture making any serious saves. And eventually, they had another beautiful play, another attack. And Lucas Vasquez made it 2 0 after Bill gave a delicious cross to Benzema. And Benzema, with his head, just passed it to Lucas Vasquez for a tap in. And that was game set match from there. It was over for for Roma. They were left to rule their missed chances and that's hard for them because going into this match a lot of people actually tipped Roma to defeat Real Madrid and potentially go top of the group. So they failed to do that, but that being said, they're both I think they've both already qualified, but I will confirm in a bit. Next group Spurs, finally, they defeated Inter Milan 1-0, courtesy of Christian Eriksen. They absolutely bossed this match as well. They're on a high after defeating Chelsea in the league 3-1 and they transferred that form to the Champions League and played a lot better than Inter did and was sad that it took up until the 79th or the 80th minutes for Eriksen to get the breakthrough, but they played more than well enough to have actually won the game by a couple of goals but luckily for them they have the head-to-head advantage over Inter Milan and they've just given themselves a little slither of hope because they have to travel to Barcelona and defeat Barcelona and if they do that they have qualified but we all know that's much easier said than done However, Barcelona have already won this group. So Spurs, if ever they had a chance, this is it. And speaking of Barcelona, they defeated PSV away from home two goals to one, courtesy of goals from Messi and Pique. Messi with an excellent individual effort and an audacious shot that beat the keeper at his near post. And then he gave Pique the assist as well. From a free kick, it seemed that it was intentional. Probably people thought it was intentional because it was Messi. And we all know Messi is a genius. And Pique actually said that it was intentional. But Messi actually clarified and said no, that it was not an intentional pass. But still, beautiful goal. And Luke de Jong got a consolation goal. Um, through a header like towards the ending of the match. But PSV as well, they created a lot of chances and actually deserve to get more out of this game than they did. But anyway, they're still probably going to be out of the group. Then Bayern beat Benfica five goals to one. A certain Iron Robin rolled back the years, man. And he gave us two excellent finishes off from that right flank, cutting in, shooting this guy is just ageless. He continues to do this time and time again. Age is just a number for him and yeah, there was a beautiful performance from him. Lewandowski also got two goals and the other old man in the team, Frank Ribéry, got his goal to make it 5-1 against Benfica. Seems like Bayern's Champions League form is a lot better than their league form, but I still don't see them going that far in the Champions League. I think if they come up against any of the top dogs. We're talking Barcelona, Barcelona, Man City, or Juventus. I think they will definitely dispatch of Bayern. Next match, Juventus 1, Valencia nil. Mandzukic got the goal for Juventus, courtesy of a beautiful cross from Cristiano Ronaldo, who has just turned into both a goal scorer and a provider since coming to Juventus. It's impressive how he has been able to also... Roll back the years in a sense and provide some delicious crosses from that left wing. We know that he used to do this a lot in United. He didn't do it so much in Real Madrid where he turned into a pure goal scorer. But now it's like he's able to combine both of them and it's remarkable to watch. So he gave a cross for a tap-in for Mandzukic. Valencia, though they also created quite a few chances and could have taken the lead in the first half through a header that it took um, a goal-line clearance from Chesney to deny the header. And it seems like Valencia is out. And, well, Valencia is. Yes, Valencia are definitely out. They're going to be playing in the Europa League, most likely. And that was because Manchester United defeated Young Boys 1-0 courtesy of a last-minute goal from Marwan Fellaini. It was such a dreadful performance from United. They did not really create that many clear-cut opportunities and it actually took the heroics of David De Gea making a goal-line clearance, a goal-line save to prevent Young Boys from actually taking the lead in this match. It's really a shame because United were playing in Old Trafford against against a team that they defeated 3-0 away from home and it took a lot of effort not even a beautiful goal. It was really just routine. It was a long ball to Lukaku. Lukaku heads the ball. Fellaini gets it. Nice turn and a good finish. It was a good finish from Fellaini though, because he was able to get the ball, turn, pivot and immediately shoot, which is not always easy to execute, especially for a guy his size. So it was a good goal for him. And with that goal, he effectively knocked Valencia out of the Champions League and booked United a ticket to the next round. United still have a chance of topping the group because Juventus still have to face young boys. But I highly doubt that's, that Juventus is going to lose against young boys. I think yeah, if, if Juventus draw and United beat Valencia, then United will top the group because they have the head-to-head advantage but I don't see Juventus losing against or drawing against young boys at all. And I also don't really see United beating Valencia away from home. I mean, they couldn't even score a goal against Valencia at home. So I don't really see any indication that they will be able to turn it around. But we'll see. Who knows? It's football. You never know what happens. We never knew that United were going to defeat Juventus away from home. So we'll see. Lyon 2, Manchester City 2. Lyon looked like the club that... Manchester City really don't know how to handle because this is the second time around, the first time they lost at home. And this time around, they actually could have lost this match. Lyon played beautiful football and it was courtesy of a double from Maxwell Cornet that defeated them. But Lyon created so many chances. Memphis created chances. They hit the bar a number of times. It seemed like Manchester City's defense just really had no answers for for Lyon's attack of Memphis, Fekir and Maxwell Corne. And they got the 2-2 draw courtesy of goals from Emery Laporte and Kunaguero, two headers actually, which is just not what you would think of Manchester City goals. And they got the header, they got two headers to bring themselves back into the match and they tied the match i think from now i think city have won the, the group but i will also confirm that r- right now actually so right now as a group's stand it is atletico madrid in group a atletico madrid and borussia dortmund have both qualified atletico madrid beats monaco to two goals to nil at home dortmund only managed a goalless draw at home against club bruges which was very surprising Dortmund had been on ahead on the group before the match but now because they dropped points Atletico Madrid are top and Dortmund are going to play Monaco in the last match of the group Atletico play Club Rouge right now Atletico are on 12 points Dortmund are on 10 so if Dortmund draws and, and so if Madrid draws and Dortmund wins Dortmund will top the group if Atletico Madrid get the win they top the group Club Brugge are on their way to the Europa League and Monaco are out with one point. Sad. Group B, Barcelona have won the group, as I said earlier. They've got 13 points. Spurs are second with seven. Inter Milan are third with seven. PSV are out with one point. So it's really the battle for second place between Tottenham and Inter Milan right now. Both on seven points. Spurs have to win against Barcelona, they absolutely have to, or pray to the gods that Inter Milan somehow managed not to beat PSV. We shall see though, but I doubt Inter Milan will not beat PSV. I really doubt Spurs are going to make it out of this group, but we'll see. They shot themselves in the foot twice, they should have beaten Inter away from home, and they should have beaten PSV away from home, but they failed in both matches they lost one and drew the other and this is why they're in the position that they are in but they should be way ahead challenging Barcelona potentially for the league like for the top spot in the group but we'll see how it goes for them group c as i said Napoli are first with nine points PSG second with eight Liverpool third with six It's going to be Liverpool at home against Napoli in the next round. If Liverpool is able to get the win then and win by more than one goal, then they will be ahead of Napoli. And if PSG beats Red Star, PSG will go through top of the group. If PSG draw, then Napoli will go through and PSG will be out because... Because Liverpool will be... Well, actually, PSG might still be in. I don't know how this is going to work out. I actually have to Google this sometime and see how the group is going to work itself out. But Napoli are on 9, PSG are on 8, Liverpool are on 6. And it's really looking like it's between Liverpool and Napoli, the fight to qualify from the group. Then, Group D, we've got FC Porto. FC Porto... Top of the group with 13 points. Schalke, second with eight. Schalke and Porto are both through. And Porto has already won the group. Schalke are in second. Galatasaray and Lokomotive Moscow are both going to battle for who gets to play in the Europa League. Because Galatasaray have four points. Lokomotive have three. Then Group E. We've got Bayern, top of the group with 13. Ajax, second with 11. Benfica are out with four they're going to the Europa League. AEK Athens are completely out. Bayern and Ajax have qualified, but the position for top spot is still up for grabs because if Bayern are unable to win I believe the next match, the next match is going to be against Ajax. So it's really going to be whoever wins that match will top the group. Group F, Manchester City are on 10 points, Lyon are on 7, Shakhtar 5, Hoffenheim 3. So Shakhtar still have a chance to qualify from the group. Manchester City have already have already qualified with ten points, but they haven't secured top spot yet because Lyon are second and Lyon are have the advantage of head to head over them. And I believe Manchester City are going to play against Hoffenheim, and it's going to be Lyon against Shakhtar. So it's going to be it's going to be a crazy game because. Whoever wins Leon versus Schachtar gets to qualify. If Leon wins and Manchester City lose to Hafenheim, Leon will top the group. Man City, if they win, they top the group. It's all going to be all to play for between Leon and Schachtar. Then Group G. We've got Real Madrid with 12 points, Roma with 9. Roma and Madrid have already qualified. Madrid has won the group because they have the head to head advantage over Roma. So, this group has already been sealed. Romar are second with nine. Vittoria Pilsen have four. Cisco Moscow have four. So, it's going to be between the two of them to battle out for who gets to play in the Europa League. And Then, the last group, Group H. It's Juventus with 12 points. United with 10. Valencia with five. Young Boys with one. So, Valencia are gone to the Europa League. Young Boys are out. And it's going to be between Juventus and Manu for who tops the group. Juventus play young boys and United go away to Valencia. So we'll see how that one ends up. But that's about it for the Champions League. Also had the Europa League. I'm just going to talk about the Premier League team's results. So there was FC Voskla Poltava nil Arsenal 3, courtesy of goals from Emile Smith-Rowe, Ramsey, Joseph Willock, then Chelsea for PAOK nil, courtesy of a brace from Giroud. One goal from Callum Hudson-Odoi and another from a new-look Alvaro Morata, who shaved his head. And these two have already qualified from their groups because I believe they've won all their matches or maybe drawn one. So they're fine. <clears throat> and yeah, the Copa Libertadores final. I want to talk about that. That... The second leg, which was scheduled to be played at the River Plate Stadium last weekend, had been GoPro postponed. It wasn't able to be held because of fan violence. Fans tried to attack the... River Plate fans attacked the Boca Juniors bus, leading to several injuries, including the captain of Boca Juniors who had to be rushed to the hospital and the police who came to basically settle to stop the violence and settle what was happening and get the fans away from the bus through tear gas. And the tear gas actually ended up affecting the players as well. So the police did not do anything to help. And it's really sad that such a game had to be postponed because of all the publicity that was surrounding it. We thought finally that despite all the issues that South American football have had, specifically Argentinian football, talking about fan violence, talking about the poor organization of their FAs, which has also affected their national team. We thought that they would be able to set it aside to the fans would be able to to really calm down, set their differences aside and appreciate the fact that both of their teams were playing in a historic final that neither team had ever played against the other in, And Unfortunately, the fans were not able to control themselves. They had to lead to some violence, and we are not surprised at all, really. And the game has been postponed. So at first, it was postponed to be played the following day. But then it was so obvious that it was not possible for the match to hold the following day because of everything that ensued. So the following day came, and it got postponed again. And finally, it's been postponed and the date has been set for December 9th. And it's going to be played all the way in the Santiago Bernabeu in Madrid Stadium on the 9th of December, which is going to be next week, Sunday. This is quite surprising, really, that they decided to take it all the way out of South America. A lot of people don't even support the fact that it's going to be replayed. Most people think that what should be done, like what's most fair is that the cup should just be awarded to Boca Juniors and it should be an automatic forfeit for River Plate because they will fail to control their fans. I kind of agree, but I can also see why they really wanted to postpone the match because this is such a huge match. It's so historic and it's going to be really sad for the last two-legged final and the final between River Plate and Boca Juniors to end with a forfeit. So I can kind of get why it's going to be replayed. But I don't get why they're playing it all the way in Madrid. I mean, I guess there's going to be a huge Argentinian population in Spain, obviously. But I don't know if it's going to be big enough to fill up the Santiago Bernabeu. But we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if the whole hype and publicity is still sustained for this match. But yeah, it's sad that the match failed to hold. And I think the River fans should be very disappointed with themselves and... The football world has every right to be angry at the at River Plate right now. And they really don't deserve to still be in this match, to have any chance to fight for the final. They should have been fined, been disqualified from maybe even playing in next year's Copa Libertadores. But as it, as it stands, they have a chance to still win the whole thing. So we'll see. At least it's good that they don't get home advantage this time around. So that's about it. Then... Gonna head over to the weekend's fixtures, starting with the Premier League, and it's the North London Derby: Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur, the first London North London Derby of the season. We all know the intense rivalry between these two teams. It's going to be Spurs, who are with who are in third place currently, versus Arsenal, who are in fifth. It's just three points that separate the two teams, and this is going to be high stakes. Spurs are going to be looking to capitalize upon the impressive 3-1 victory that they had over Chelsea last time around. They absolutely outplayed Chelsea. They bossed them out of the park. And that third goal from Huming Son just was just a perfect way to cement such a dominant display. Chelsea had no answers. Jorginho had Like, he barely played anything decent. He was just taken out of the match. From a defensive standpoint, he was also really, really poor. And it was all thanks to the dynamism in Spurs and Mauricio Pochettino. And they're going to be looking to defeat another London rival in Arsenal, who are also really playing very, very well. They defeated Bournemouth away from home 2-1. And they also won 3-0 in the Europa League. And I believe now they're like at 19 or 20 games undefeated, which is just absolutely crazy. And there's no reason to see why that will not continue. But Spurs can definitely beat them home or away. Harry Kane is definitely going to be up for this because he always scores in North London derbies. But we'll see how the match goes. Then another derby, the Merseyside derby, Liverpool versus Everton, which is going to be the last match of the of the weekend. Everton have really have not beaten Liverpool in the twenty first century at Anfield, so I don't really see anything changing this time around. Liverpool will be looking to bounce back from the loss against PSG. I really didn't like the way they reacted. How they started like blaming refereeing decisions, blaming the way. PSG behaved, the players behaved on the pitch by like going to the ground too easily, diving. But the fact is that they were completely outplayed. People like Jimmy Carragher, who spat on a 15-year-old girl, came out and was saying he wonders how PSG players can look at their wives and their families after behaving like that on the pitch. I think he should shut the fuck up, honestly, because he is not the person to be dictating moralities in football to anybody it's just sour grapes because his team lost the match and he can't handle it and because his team could be knocked out of the champions league after all the anticipation going into this season on how well they can play and milner as well he put on his twitter like he put a picture of who was i think was Nima on the ground but yeah these guys just shut up man like you lost accept it and move on like they lost the Champions League final and were blaming Ramos for it. This one, again, they're blaming antics of the opposition when you were just clearly not good enough. But they play Liverpool Everton this time around, and I think they're going to get the win. Their domestic form is still strong as hell. They're still looking like the most legitimate contenders to Manchester City. Just two points off. And if they want to continue to keep the pressure on, they have to win this match. Next, Manchester City at home against Bournemouth. Usually, I would say Bournemouth have a good chance against any opposition, but away to Manchester City, I really don't see how they're going to get anything out of this. I mean, maybe they can get a goal because they are a very positive attacking side and it's hard for any defence to shut them out. But City are just absolutely spanking everybody they come across 3-0 4-0 5-0 last week they beat West Ham 4-0 at the London Stadium and yeah they are better than they were last season they did drop points again against Lyon in the Champions League but in the Premier League they're a different animal and they are going to dispatch off Bournemouth easily Chelsea versus Fulham Uranieri's second match as Fuller manager is going to be against his former club, Chelsea will be looking to bounce back against the dreadful defeat they suffered against, against Spurs. It seems like Sari is showing no intention of making any changes to his approach to the game. He was clearly found out in that match. I mean, I know they've been playing well this season, but that match against Spurs really exposed Chelsea's frailties and showed how exactly they've been overperforming and are actually not as good as they've been playing. Don't get me wrong, they're not a bad team. They're a very good team, but I do not think that they are good enough to be even showing any indication that they can be challenging for the league this season. I think it it's I'm really I'm seeing things that are reminiscent of Pep's first season with City, where he won the first six games absolutely dominating everybody. And then once they came up against Spurs, they were found out and it was just never the same from there. They went on, they lost against Everton 4-0. They lost against Leicester as well, 4-2. And it's very possible that this is going to turn out that way. But we'll see. If Chelsea want to show that they are really the real deal, they need to come back and defeat Fulham. But Sari has to realise that playing Jorginho in that position is very predictable against big teams. And playing Kante in a non-holding midfielder role where he's attacking more than he is defending is just not good. Kante clearly doesn't look comfortable playing like that. It's clearly just not his position. But I don't think Sari is going to change anything. He clearly needs to, but he won't. Then last but not least, for the Premier League, we've got Southampton at home against United. United are currently in... What, seventh place in the league? Way off the top four. Deservedly so. I'm still waiting for Mourinho to get sacked. I know they won midweek. Luckily, they won against young boys. Uh, but let's see. He's also getting like having issues with players again. He benched Pogba for the Champions League match. For what reason I don't understand. Matic, who has been playing poorly, he never benches. Fred, who he signed for fifteen million pounds has barely seen a ball this season. And I just heard news that Alexis Sanchez has also gotten an injury, which is is a hamstring injury he got during training, and it it seems like he's going to be out for a while. This guy seems like age is definitely catching up to him, and he's not going to be able to put in a string of consistent games. Even when he's fit, it's not a guarantee that he's going to play. So I just feel bad for the guy all around. And I don't know. I'm going to see how it turns out for him. But yeah, it's it's um City. Sorry, it's United are just not looking that great. And honestly, I don't know what to expect from this match. So Southampton are also not good at all. They look like they are serious relegation contenders this season. And it's I mean it wouldn't shock me if United won the match. I think they've actually been better away from home than at home this season. Last week they had that dreadful draw against Crystal Palace, nil nil. Crystal Palace are by far the better team. Crystal Palace should have won that match, but luckily United did not lose. But it was dreadful and deservedly so. They got booed by the by the home fans, and I'm not just not impressed with United at all. That's that about the Premier League. Next, we've got La Liga. It's Real Madrid versus Valencia. Real Madrid got spanked by. Abar last week, 3-0. Solari was brought back down to earth, man. His good starts as a Real Madrid boss was just, um, I don't know, yeah, he just got a reality check. Luckily for them, they won midweek against Roma, and they'll be looking to bounce back and defeat Valencia, who have really not been that great this season. But that being said, Real Madrid are still just six points off top spots. So, This season is still salvageable, and they just need a string of good performances. But it just seems like it's not going to come from anywhere. They got rid of their best goal scorer, Cristiano Ronaldo, and did not replace him. And they're paying for it. Alaves versus Sevilla. It's going to be a battle of fourth position versus first position. Sevilla went top of the league last week after Barcelona dropped points against Atletico Madrid. And they're going to be looking to maintain that top spot, but it's going to be tough because they're going away against Alaves, who have also had a strong start to the season and are in fourth position, which is so surprising. But this should be a very interesting match, and we'll see how it turns out. Barcelona at home to Villarreal. We'll see how that also turns out. I would usually say it should be an easy three points for Barca, but this season has just shown us that nothing is for certain anymore in, in La Liga. It's so unpredictable. They dropped points against Atletico Madrid, but I think they were not so disappointed with the results because they were losing and it took a Usman Dembele effort to bring them back into the game. Dembele has really built Barcelona out in a lot of occasions this season. I think he's, he's won them about seven points. So without the points he's won them, they will probably be like sixth position in the league. So... It's Yeah, the guy is really impressive, despite the issues he's had off the pitch, talking about his disciplinary issues, not turning up to training, not being a hard worker. There's clearly unlimited potential in this guy, and Barcelona would be wise to keep him. I'm hearing reports that he wants to leave in the January transfer, but I don't think that's going to happen because Barcelona made a significant investment on him, and they probably will not sell him for anything less than what they bought him for. And he has obviously not justified that price tag yet, so he has to stay. Lastly, Girona versus Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid lost an opportunity to go to the top of the league when they had Barcelona at home. They got the goal from Diego Costa at first, but they lost the lead in the the dying minutes of the match. And I'm really not sure if Atletico Madrid are actually going to end up winning the league this season. I think if they were going to, this is the sort of match where they would have shown that yes, they are title contenders and they should have defeated Barcelona. But they performed quite poorly. Barcelona were actually the better team. And Madrid just defended like crazy throughout the whole match and they failed to get the win. But this time around, against Girona away from home, let's see how it goes for them. Over to Serie A, we've got Fiorentina at home to Juventus. Might be a tricky fixture for Juventus, but we'll see how it goes. I'm sure Juventus will still win, even if they don't. They're still comfortably at the top of the league by about nine points, so they're fine. AC Milan versus Parma. AC Milan are still currently one point off top four. So they're going to be looking to get another win and put on the pressure on Lazio. Then we've got AS Roma versus Inter Milan, which is perhaps the biggest fixture of the weekend. Roma are in 7th place. Inter Milan are in 3rd. Roma are still trying to get back into the top 4. I don't think they're that far off. Inter Milan, on the other hand, are still trying to battle Napoli for 2nd. They had a heavy defeat last time around and were overtaken by Napoli. But we'll see how it goes this time around. And speaking of Napoli, it's going to be Atalanta versus Napoli. Atalanta defeated Inter Milan about 4 1, or is it 3 0? And they will be looking to do the same to Napoli, but we'll see how Napoli is able to perform in the match. Then over to the Bundesliga, we've got Borussia Dortmund versus Freiburg. Dortmund drew in the midweek, but they got a last gasp winner last week in the league. And it looks like they're. Really good to be in it. They're going to be in the fight to win this league up until the end of the season. If they're going to do that, they need to beat Freiburg. So let's see how that goes. Werder Bremen versus Bayern Munich. Bayern threw away a 3-1 lead against Fortuna Düsseldorf last week. And uh, yeah, they threw away a 3-1 lead at the Allianz Arena. And it seemed like Niko Kovac was going to get sacked if they didn't get the win in the midweek. But they did. But he is still teetering on the edge. And I think any poor performance and he is going to get sacked. So they need to get this win against Werder Bremen away from home. It's going to be tough. But it all requires that their top players just come into full gear. And they'll dispatch of any team in the league. They're currently in fifth position. And... Bayern is just not playing well this season, but we'll see how it goes for them. League 1, we've got Bordeaux at home to PSG. Should be an easy three points for PSG as usual. Midweek fixtures, we've got Premier League again in the midweek. And the standout fixture is going to be Manchester United versus Arsenal. Arsenal are going to have a tough week coming up. They play at home against Spurs and go away to Old Trafford against United. But this is the best time ever to play United at Old Trafford and they could get the win. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But it's a fixture that has definitely lost its luster. It definitely was a huge competition back when Fergie and Wenger were at the top of their prime. But now it's not really that much publicity around the match. But that being said, I'm looking forward to it. Let's see how it goes. Got Watford versus Manchester City should be another win for City. Wolves versus Chelsea that's going to be a very tricky fixture for Chelsea. Wolves lost at home though against Huddersfield last week two 0 Very surprisingly so they've been they've been quite hot and cold lately actually, but I still think they have the capacity to turn up when it comes to big matches. They got a very well deserved draw at home draw away to Arsenal which they probably should have won. And they lost narrowly against Spurs as well. So I think they'll be up for this match against Chelsea. We've got Burnley at home against Liverpool. Should be an easy win for Liverpool because Burnley are just not as good as they used to be, especially at home. So I don't see this going anywhere except for a Liverpool win. Then we've got Tottenham Hotspur versus Southampton. Spurs should also get the easy win against Southampton, who just looked destined for relegation this season. Then the Copa del Rey, we've got Barcelona versus Cultural Leonesa, and then Real Madrid versus Melia, and then League One, we've also got League One in the midweek, and it's going to be Strasbourg versus PSG. So PSG are probably going to win that one as well as they always do. So that's about it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm going to be looking forward to the matches in the midweek. Once again, you can catch me on Twitter at Ballot. That's D-K-B-A-L-A-T. And on Instagram, you can catch me at ballots That's D-B-A-L-A-T. I thank you guys for listening again this week. As usual, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, leave a review, leave a comment so that other Football fans can discover my podcast and listen to it as well. But yeah, guys, it's been nice talking to you guys, and I will see you guys again next week. Bye bye.